Any Up Consulting presents What's the Line Podcast. Week six, NFL. We're gonna go all gone uh, gonna go over all the games on the slate this week. Uh there are a couple games that have no lines right now. It's any books, so coronavirus is real, and we're just, you know, we're moving accordingly. Some some, you know, some games are off the board. Uh, so let's introduce everybody. Got Salman in the building. Yeah. Got the people's champ, our friend in Rome. What's going on? And I'm back, the host P. I gotta. <laughs> that doesn't work. I, I think I'm gonna go with Mark P for now, though. Mark P. I like that. Meticulous Mark P. All right. First game on the slate, gentlemen. Um, it was Chiefs Bills Thursday night football, but that's postponed. For Monday Night Football, so we'll scratch that for now. Texans at Titans has no line right now, so what's the line? We don't even know, so we can't talk about it. We'll skip over that. So first game on the slate, Bengals at Colts. Colts favored by eight, totals 46 and a half. Bengals lost to the chicken sandwich battle last week, Rome. So let's start with Soundman. Soundman, how do you feel about this one? Colts minus eight. Um, I think I'm going to... Lean Colts here. Um, you like how Phillip Rivers looked last week? I did not like how Phillip Rivers looked. I don't think, I mean, they've been, sports shows that I watch have been saying he is the issue at this point, but obviously it points to him. The defense is playing amazingly well. Um, You watch sports shows? I do. Um, Shout out to. Oh, no, no, no. We're not going to do that. (laughs) Come on, Salmon. Nonetheless, um, they're calling for Phil's head. I think this is a game where he can bounce back on the Bengals. I mean, we obviously know, you know, they're a terrible team at this point. It's Joe Burrow or die. Uh, yeah, so I don't think – I think this is a bounce back game for the Colts personally. Um, get back on track. Obviously, their defense is still pretty amazing. And um, they say Burrow's on track to get sacked like 80 times. So, I mean, if you just continue that trend of – the Bengals offense being unable to protect Joe Burrow. Yes, it's Colts, I think. I'm just going to go with the Colts here for that. So, Yep, and the Col- Colts uh, top three in opponents rushing and passing yards per game. They're number one in opponents passing yards per game. Um, Rome, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, not too much on this one. Uh, Bengals, like we said, uh, struggling offensive line. Uh, you know, they're getting points, but they're getting them in garbage time. Last week, they weren't even able to get points in garbage time. Uh, against probably the number one defense in the in the league and uh, the Ravens, so you know we 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 got a Bengals team here who just can't score points or consistently score points. But then, you know, you also got a team here in in, in the Colts that can't get margin of victory when they do win. Uh, the Colts they, they didn't put up much of an offensive effort last week, and then you know the week prior uh, in in, in uh, Chicago they only went by you know what uh, yeah, there's a lot of field score. goals in that game, a lot of field I mean, do you want to down the hill trusting uh, Philip Rivers? You know, who's prone to throw an uh, interception at any time in the game. Yeah, and or, even that safety is really bad, right? Here and Joe Burrow. So, so this is kind of a stay away from me here. But I, I, the back door is wide open there, as it always will be for the Bengals this year. Yeah, um, I feel similar to Rome on this one. Uh, I, I can't really bet this game. Um, so I'll be, I'll be completely transparent. It was a, it was a rough week uh, for me this week. Uh, rough week at the office, as, as I call it. Um, the teaser I played. Kind of bailed me out of the end, so the net uh, net loss wasn't too crazy or anything. But um, I like to win. I don't like to lose. No one likes to lose. So um, we we got to bounce back. And just looking at a game like this where I'm looking at Bengals who have a bad offensive line, Colts who have a quarterback that I can't even, like, you know, get with at all. Um, but I do – Phillip Rivers, look, after a win – or after a loss, rather, 49-45-3. and three. So he's a little better uh, after a, a loss than he is a win, but – um, I can't trust Phillip Rivers, um, but this Bengals team is awful. So uh, maybe maybe we look towards the under in that game. Um, I'm not a total guy, so maybe I'll, I'll consult with Keith on that one. But uh, yeah, overall, I just don't think we we got too many feels about this one. But Bengals uh, three and five against the spread, um, non-division games since 2019. Um, they are six and three as a road dog, while the Colts are. <laughs> uh, Eight six and one against the spread after a loss, and like I said, Philip Rivers after a loss, 49-45 and three. So, might get a little juice there, but uh, stay away from me as well. 
Um, next game, Falcons at Vikings. Vikings favored by three. My guy, Mike Zimmer. Totals 55, which is crazy. Uh, we got a fire coach. And Dan Quinn and the GM got fired with the Falcons. It's uh, a lot going on there. Uh, Zimmer coming off a loss. 30 and 10 against the spread are the Vikings under Mike Zimmer. So, uh, Rome, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, I got to lean here on the Vikings. Uh, usually, you know, you like to play uh, teams you know, just fired their coach in a week after. You think it's a motivational thing, but I don't yep. think it's a motivational thing only here with Atlanta. They've already ruled out Julio Jones for this weekend, so you got a Calvin Ridley guy who just needs to go off. That's going to be our only source of real production downfield. You got Todd Gurley in the backfield who kind of has been, uh, you know, finding the end zone sneakily this year, but, you know, in, in, in losing performances, it's just not going to cut it. Matt Ryan's looking a little old back there in the pocket. Yep. And, and so, you know, you talk about a, a, a Minnesota team last week who went out to to uh, Seattle. They had the lead early. And, they played and a hell of a game. Hell of a game, but they they got off schedule. They got off a of work right. with them. When Dalvin Cook went down, it just became a burst on the Seattle side, and then you see them scoring unanswered points. So, so you know, you got a Vikings team here who has to stay on schedule. I think it's, it's, it's important to note here that the Falcons, their offense is a little bit more wide open than the Vikings. You know, e even though they haven't had any wins thus far this season, their offense can move between the 20s. I think it's the red zone in which they're struggling on defense and, and obviously in critical times down the stretch. But – uh, you know, the Falcons here, they're going to have to win soon. And, and the Vikings team that is prone to, you know, third and eights that they can't convert, you know, and yep. if they don't get four or six yards of pop with Dalvin Cook on first down, they, you know, they're looking at, at third and longs. And, and now you're asking Kirk Cousins to do what Kirk Cousins necessarily isn't, isn't the best at doing. Right. So, so you know, you, you got a Falcons team here who, who needs a win. If the line is three and a half, if it creeps up to four, I wouldn't be, you know, mad at taking the Falcons here, but it's, it's going to be a lean on the Vikings only because, you know, you got a Falcons team here who, you know, we, we can't really judge what they're going to be able to do offensively without Julio Jones and, and motivational without a head coach, really. Yeah, can, um, Salman, if you can, I don't know if you're a little busy over there, if you can confirm uh, Julio, they, if he's announced out yet or not, I think that's a, little, a bit of big deal. Considering Matt Ryan, looks like he just plays better when Julio's on the field, even if he has to go to his other receivers because Julio just gets so much um, attention. But uh, I, I'm also going to lean with the Vikings in this one. I don't like it just because from the perspective, of, um, obviously there's no crowd. Um, I would love if the crowd was involved here, but – um, the Falcons are pretty good against stopping the run, um, 14th right now. But, I mean, before last week, I think they were about um, like 10th or 11th. So, I think they're decent at stopping the run. There will be no Dalvin Cook in this game. That ha That is official. Uh, so, Alexander Madison will start. And just looking at some of the film that I watched um, a couple of weeks ago, just Dalvin Cook makes a lot of shit happen just on his own. Yep. You know, just just from like making the cut before the cut before the cut, and yep. he's ridiculous. So um, I do worry from them. Like if they can't run the ball, maybe a Deion Jones, uh, it was Tech McKinley, Brian. You know, those guys maybe you know stop the run. Uh, is Kirk Cousins going to beat them? I'm a little concerned from that standpoint, but I still got to lean Vikings and Zimmer. And um, this is something I might um, uh, like probably you know maybe tease. Uh, but I would probably do it in, in, with the Falcons, honestly. Yeah, so yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so Salman, how do you feel about this one? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, for that, uh, Julio's just questionable right now. At okay, best, so it's not confirmed. It's Tuesday, but it's not confirmed at right now. Best but, Julio yeah. is questionable. Um, for some reason, I wanna, I wanna like the Falcons here. Um, and I wanna do it for the reason that Rome said is usually. You know, teams come out motivationally and want to win for the new head coach, and they usually don't. But I'm just going to ride with the black guy here, man. Raheem is the new head coach here. Romeo got the job last week. Raheem, he won. hell of a name, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to just go with the black guys back-to-back, -back, uh, you know, first game after the fire coach. That's really the only thing I'm going to go with the Raheem Falcons. Raheem Morris, uh, former Buccaneers coach yeah. for two, three That's years right saying. after the <laughs> Terrible record so there. He, he has been a head coach before. Terrible man, record so. there. Romeo was. I'm just going for the the black guy that you know just took over interim interim head I coach. I think that's a good call. And I, yeah. uh, we want to just kind of emphasize this point here. Uh, it, it's it's to be noted that that teams teams that fire their head coach, you know, it's it's a good motivational spot the following week because that team now they have some type of new renewed purpose and this isn't sustainable or something that we look for long term right this is just something that you see the first week 
following a head coach being fired in the NFL. These teams come out firing, just a little bit more motivated to get a win. Like I said, it's not sustainable, or do we look for it to be sustainable, but it is something we look for the first week after a head coach being right, fired. Right, but the last few coaches, I remember we touched on this last week when um, Bill O'Brien got fired. Yeah. Uh, we, we were saying they did not cover. Uh, right, and, and so that, that also links it into narratives. You, you hate to fall for these narratives here. The last coach that has covered, or the last team that has covered since firing their coach goes back to uh, Chip Kelly in 2015 with right. the Philadelphia and Eagles. So that's five years of head coaches being fired in the middle of the season and teams not covering. So right. for that narrative to be, you know, max motivation, that's why you got to watch out for these motivational narratives or narratives about teams and 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 you know what what they're what they feel like they can do or just press clippings type of things. You got to pay attention to the numbers. The numbers say teams like this don't cover. They don't have a head coach. They don't have a leader. The leader's just been you know taken away from them. So so I don't I don't expect. Uh, you know that 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 trend to change here this weekend. Yeah, Vikings though, uh, sneaky bad defense. Twenty uh, fourth in opponents rushing yards per game, allowing over one hundred and thirty per game, and twenty um, sixth in opponents passing yards per game. So uh, I don't I don't know how they. I mean, obviously their record kind of matches up with these stats, but they've been in some of these games at least the last two. I would think yep. so. Um, in- interesting interesting team there. Um, but, um, yeah, I can only lean. I can't like the, the Vikings in that spot. Washington football team at the New York Giants. Uh, Giants minus three. Total is 43. I will start with me. Mm-hmm. Second week in a row, I'm eyeing a, a NFC East team on the road. And there's something about it. Um, last week it was the Giants when they went to the Cowboys. And I was I said it. On this podcast, I was just like, yo, there's just too many points. The Cowboys aren't that good. Um, you know, the Giants defense is maybe one of the most underrated units in the league. And I think there's I think there's a ton of overreaction to that. Um, what what uh, this is open question, you guys. Like, what's the like what's the like the biggest difference between Washington and New York? I think they're pretty well, similar. Their defense. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I have a like here, so and okay. it seems as though it's opposite of yours. I yeah. like the Giants here, so I'm gonna let you keep going, and then uh, I'll, I'll get to my points. Though. So my 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 biggest thing is just like what's the like the biggest separation between these two teams? Like, is it is it is it the defense? You said, Sam. I mean, you on record saying that they have. Probably Probably one of the most underrated defenses in the Absolutely. NFL. I said I thought my team just gave up thirty plus points in four straight games. So I think the difference. Who, who did the Washington play last week? I'm sorry, I forget. Uh, the Rams. I just played the Rams. Play the and Rams. The Ravens. Yeah, I mean, you know, Cards. it's tough to play the Rams and the Ravens. Uh, Cardinals on the way up. Yeah, I mean, up thirty four to the to the Browns. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a tough one. But that was what Haskins throwing hella picks. They were in that game, right? They were in that game until he started throwing hella picks. So uh, my, my thing is, um, from my perspective, I think this is a pick em game. Like, I think this is a pick em game. You're giving me the Giants minus three, so that's basically that old that old school home field. And we, we obviously know that that's gone, especially in New York. They're not having no f- – well, that's Jersey, not New York. But they're not having no fans in there. So I just think from the standpoint that we got two – uh, pretty good two two pretty good front sevens, um, at least one good cornerback with each team with Fuller and Bradbury. It's they're pretty similar in my eyes, and I think I have a little better quarterback with Kyle Allen from the standpoint. Obviously, he got knocked out of that game last week, but he looked pretty good before he got knocked out of that game. Um, you know, he's a gamer. He started uh, fourteen plus games. Yeah, I don't know how many in particular, but. Um, I saw him play well until he got hurt last week, and I think he can perform in some spots and maybe like get them over that hump to win the game. While I think uh, the Giants and Danny Dimes will, will shrink in that moment. So, Rome, how do you feel though? You're the opposite way. All right, so I got a like here. Uh, let's let's just make sure we put an emphasis on lines. The line look ahead on this was uh, three and a half last week. I Meaning yep. look ahead. Let's let's just uh, go right right into that for, for everybody who doesn't know. A look ahead line is okay. It's week five last week. Every week, you know, these sports books out in Vegas, they put ahead, look ahead lines for the following week. Regardless of what the outcome is before the off, they were look ahead lines for week six. All right. So the look ahead line on this was three and a half giants. The line right now is three giants. We say, okay, COVID on the usual without COVID, you got fans in the stadium, 60,000, 70,000 fans in the stadium. You get three for home field advantage. We say in COVID circumstances, you get one and a half, right? Yep. All right, so we go one and a half on 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 on, uh, on a neutral is is, is what we're kind of looking at there because you got one and a half 
on on COVID circumstances, and then you you put the neutral. So you got Giants one and a half. Right? Yep. I I don't see where the Giants decreased last week after scoring thirty four points in Dallas. Obviously, we understand Dallas isn't a great football team on defense, right? right? But they were into that game late into the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. The Washington football team, they have not been competitive all year. We go back to similar uh, competition. The uh, Giants play the Rams. The Giants lose by eight. Right. We watched the Washington football team play the Rams this past weekend at home. The Washington football team loses by 20. Yeah. So... We, we understand how great the Washington football team's front four and front seven can be on defense, mm-hmm. but but we can't we can't allow that to be – they, they, got, they got 30 points scored on it. Right. So, obviously, it's not doing enough. You, you can rank these defenses fronts and whatnot. You, it has to be a compatible front all the way around secondary to defensive front. You cannot give up 30 points at home. All right, so you got a Giants offense that seems a little bit more capable all year. They've been able. They scored thirty four last week. We haven't seen the Washington football team be able to score, you know, seventeen consistently week to week. Well, well I mean, I, I agree with they that. They scored ten last week. They scored seventeen the week before, and they scored twenty. I agree with the week that. Before. But I think I think that's all about narrative. So if we were, if this was seven days ago, what are you saying about the Giants? They can't score at all, right? Like, no, I've the- never felt that way about the Giants. I mean, I've seen the Giants score twenty seven. In week one, I saw them, you know, score 20, you know, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not 27. They scored uh, 16 uh, week week uh, week one against uh, uh, Pittsburgh. So, you know, I, I've seen them be able to move the ball within the 20s. Although they, were, although they haven't been able to put up points necessarily like how the Washington football team has struggled to move the ball at all. Right. You know, we've we've seen the Giants be able to move move, move the football. Yeah, I mean, I just I just think that um no, I I'm a fan of uh I'm not a fan of Danny Dimes, but I understand that his his ability. But 30 por- 34 points last week. I totally get it, but I, you were playing our, the worst defense in the league. Well, you know what I mean? Like, we haven't seen the Washington football team score more than 20 points all year. They scored 27 against Philly at home week 1. We haven't seen a, a performance like that since. That's what I'm saying. I mean, so they scored 20. So both teams have scored over 27 or at least 27 points Washington once. The football team hasn't scored 20, haven't scored more than 20 points in a month. And they don't even have the same quarterback playing, playing that was playing that week. Right. So not that he's even, not that Allen is, you know. Well, I, I honestly, I mean, I honestly don't think there's much of a difference in either of the quarterbacks. So as far as points being scored. But when you say that they haven't scored more than 20 points in a month are you saying i mean is that they're not they're not going to do it again is you know what i mean no, I, like, don't, I don't think that's necessarily what's going to happen all, all all year right but you know this is a we go back to the rams game they just played similar opponents within the past two weeks rams offense i think is a top 10 offense we watched them score 30 in the rain mm-hmm. all right they scored 17 on turf at home against against the giants defense the giants defense is just a little bit better than than the washington i mean you got what? Danny Danny isn't really moving the ball or scoring points for them. No, but this I totally defense agree. is kind of keeping them in ball game. Listen, I totally agree because I was on this defense and I, I I like this defense. But when I also when I watched the game last week, they had a, a couple linebackers go down. One with an Achilles, Jermaine Carter, I think his name was. Um, it, that you know, it's things like that. Like I, I just think that um, obviously. You know, you you play maybe maybe you come in a little too high headed. Like you think that you you know you are that you have played the Rams well, you know, very close, and then you play the uh, Cowboys very close, and then you're like, we're going to see Washington. We should beat them. Like I, I totally get it. And now I kind of understand why this line is three. I think it's more so perception though. Um, and Danny Dimes, like my biggest thing about him is like like last week one of my, my best bets was Dallas first half team total under seventeen. Got it early in the week, but. You know my best he, bet last week was Dallas team total over. 30 and a half. Yeah, so, I mean, that hit. But the first half, they had 10 points. They had 10 points, so and the I New York Giants... played that. The New York Giants are driving. They only had 10 points. The, the defense was playing that well. That was one of your plays. Yeah, that was, that's a and, hell of a play. And Danny Dimes, though, gives up the fumble and the, the scoop and score, and they, they had 17. So it was a push, 
But before that, I was I was loving the play. So it's stuff like that. I think like just like that. I think he will give up at least one score just by a fumble, turnover, turnover bad, right? Bad ball security or field possession or just a bad pun or bad sack. Or exactly. Like that. And Kyle Allen may do the same thing, but at that point, I just feel like we have even teams. Who do you? Oh, and, oh, and this is another thing I just wanted to touch on. In, in the NFL, this is what and this is what a lot of you guys need to understand out there. It's coaching in the NFL. For sure. In the NFL, players and talent is relative. Specifically, if we talk about the Giants and the Washington football team this weekend. You know, we're talking about two teams that are terrible. You know, we're talking about the NFC East is probably the worst division in football, in professional football this year. Yeah, it is. So, you you, got to differentiate these teams that are relatively pretty bad by their coaches. I think Judge gives you a better option than Rivera in his first year. I think Judge has really tried to set a tone for what's going on up there in, in New York. And and, and and Rivera, you know, he's he he basically is you know how these guys he's okay. do. I mean, they end up, yeah, he's, right. he's a good coach. He's a good coach. But when you end up in these things with Snyder, you know, you end up having to play Snyder's kid who, who Snyder's kid Haskins right, for three yeah. weeks to please the boss. Exactly. You know, he's, he's in a just a different culture manipulation as far as you know, from the front office and, the, and up top leadership. I think Judge has a more control over this football team. I think he's a better coaching staff. I think they have a better identity as far as what they want to do. We just need Dan Dimes to hold on to the football here. But I, I do like uh, the Giants in this spot. I want to make that known. All right, Sam, how do you feel? Yeah, so um, going back to when we first started, I said I hate picking my team. But I believe in the Washington football team this week wholeheartedly. Um, many of things that you said, Rome, yet again, and I'm disagreeing with. Um, I think overall, the offenses, I think it's night and day. You can't name but one receiver on my team. I could probably give you like four or five going into the season before Saquon <laughs> went out. That's, a, that's somebody that can do something for your team versus the guys that we have. Obviously, I've been telling you while you're in the chat that we're – not a professional football looking team like we don't have anybody there's nothing that we have so i think we are the worst team in the situation but motivational james here the giants have beat us three times in a row um daniel dimes is demise started against us the first game he played against us we had two picks two fumbles i think we kind of replicate that this year I said going into the season, we probably go 6-10, and 3-3 and three in the division. I think this is our second divisional win, our second divisional win of the season. Uh, I'm just I'm going for the I'm going for the skins, man. Kyle, he had a, a semi-good game. Him and Alex Smith both threw the same amount of passes. I think Alex Smith is trying to get groomed up. So I would look for uh, Kyle Allen to get snatched up if he's, uh, if he's messing around. But uh, I just think this is a divisional game that we get. Personally. I also think uh, the under should be looked at as well. Under should definitely looked at, but 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 uh, uh, it and so I think this is also a good caveat, a good good moment to mention. The bookmakers in Vegas this this year they've adjusted. All right, so so overs have gone over in the one p.m. window sixty percent, sixty three percent this year. That's up on average, you know, uh, by five percent. All right, so that's about 5% last year, and the 1 p.m. windows, overs are going. All right, so the, the the bookmakers in Vegas in the past, I'd say about two or three weeks, they've adjusted, and they've added almost sneakily somewhere within these lines about a half, a half point to two and a half points of relevancy, and they've hidden it with these home field advantages, which aren't really home field advantages with teams playing in empty stadiums, and they've hidden it. You know, with late garbage time touchdowns that they've accounted for, and, that, and, and, and we we understand just as just just as football, you know, you know, connoisseurs, I would say that that the game simply is changing. It's more high scoring. It's more you know down the field spread offense, and and you see these garbage time scores. Regardless of what happens within the first three quarters, you got to be a, you got to be attentive of garbage time touchdown drives and and, and late scores. So you so, so like I said. Uh, uh, overs are going over 5% more than they were prior to last year on the spread, 63% this year at 58 last year. Yep, last uh, couple of things I want to add. Washington football team since 2017, 5-14 against the spread in division games. So uh, that's going against me in that one. But I, these teams are certainly identical, and Giants are um, – 
I do want to point out, though, they are bad as a home team. 6-19-1 against the spread the last four years as a home team. Much better on the road. I think they're 19-8 and eight against the spread as a road team the last four. It was night and day and on the road at home. And can I just add one more thing on this? Uh, I mentioned our Washington football team hasn't scored more than 20 points in the past month. How about this? The Giants scored 34 last week, but in the past uh, weeks prior, the past three weeks prior, they didn't score 34 points. They scored 18 and uh, 13. There we go. I mean, yeah, these are you know, I, these are very identical teams. And before I get off this game, I'll give all these, these stats. <laughs> Giants, 31st in rushing. Uh, Washington football team, 30th in rushing. Uh, Giants, 29th in passing. Washington football team, 26th in passing. Um, opponents passing yards per game. Giants, 6th. Uh, Washington football team fourth in opponents passing yards per game. Coaches, NFL. <laughs> it's going to come down to coaching. But the biggest thing, opponents rushing yards per game. Giants are 10th in the league, allowing just over 106, while Washington football team allowing over 129. So they're 23rd. So that might be the big discrepancy, but no safe Should be long. noted, Washington football team did place uh, Lamar Jackson and those guys in Baltimore. That, that, that probably had a lot to do with them. I don't see the Giants doing much of anything better with them. They just haven't faced them yet. You're right. A little inflation there with Baltimore. I love that game. That was a deep dive to likes on opposite sides. So... <sighs> Next game, Ravens at Eagles. Ravens, Ravens favored by seven. Total is 47. Sound, man, let's start with you. How do you feel about this Yeah, one? I like the Ravens here um, solely because I'm just going to keep liking them because they're supposed to be a good team, um, allegedly. But the Eagles <laughs> the Eagles suck as well. I don't think, um, you know, they're, they're searching to get on track. I don't think any of their, their top pass catchers are back this week, and even if they are, Marlon Humphreys and uh, Marcus Peters ain't going for that. Um, Ravens minus eight on the road. Ravens are still actually trying to piece it together themselves. They haven't been you know them all the way since the Chiefs game. Play us, haven't looked good. Play the Bengals, didn't look good. So, you know, you got another shot. You're only going up to Philly. Uh, we'll be five to 6,000 fans in attendance, but who cares? I'm sure the Ravens fan will make that drive. Love the Ravens here, minus eight against these Eagles. All right, Rome, how do you feel about this, this one? This is a great spot for the Ravens, right? We thought that uh, for like the last two weeks. In right? Row. I mean, yeah, you thought that last So, so let's just talk about the Ravens and how we. I don't want to super deep dive into Ravens. We know who they are. They run football, they got to stay on schedule, they got to be a good offensive team. Yep. To, to complement the defense. I know it sounds kind of clock of what you think it would be. Defense has to complement the offense, but no, that run game has to complement that defense because that defense is just like any other defense. They'll get wear down, you know. Quick, absolutely, quick, quick, quick absolutely. With an offense. All right, so I just want to mention Doug Peterson, cross-conference, cross-division type, type coach, you know. He seems to fare well in these weird spots. Oh, he's, yeah, for sure. He's catching seven. They're at home. They're going to get some fans. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, it's just one of, them, one of them weird little 1 p.m. games that runs long in Philly. You know, you're looking at 24 to 18 down the stretch. You know, Ravens with the lead type thing. I, I, I just, I want to be cautious of this Ravens team. Philly sucks. All right, let's just yeah. get that out of the way. We know who Philadelphia has been. The NFC East is bad in competition this year. But you, we, we, we look at this Ravens team. They haven't really been able to get margin on teams of quality or in games that they're really competitive in. Hassan played the Bengals. All right, cool. They blew them out. The Bengals, right. you know, tied against Philly, whatever, right? But but I think this game here, this could be a tight game, I think, in Philadelphia. I think this is not one to sleep on. I think this is a, a spot for Philadelphia here. Like I said, Doug Peterson pretty good against uh, cross-conference, interconference, meaning NFC against AFC teams in these type of spots. I like catching seven here with Philly. And this is only a lean, obviously. We know who, who Baltimore is and what they can bring on defense and offense. But I I, I, I lean Ingles here, plus seven. Yeah, with well, me, um, I'm also, I'm, well, I'm a lean Ravens, uh, minus seven. I, um, I just really can't. One thing I told myself after last week, like I said, a rough day at the office, but I just don't want to overthink things. I feel like sometimes I just be, you know, you overthink your plays. You overthink about what about this, what about that. And it's just like the Ravens are the better team. They haven't been playing well. They they have they, they know that, and I will assume the coaches know that as well and try to put their players in better positions. Eagles aren't as good. Like you said, they are at home, though, and they are very good in these tricky spots. I remember 
betting uh, the Packers last year, week three, and the Eagles just came. It was like a Sunday night game, and the Eagles won outright. I remember that game. So, and um, the Eagles, like a couple weeks ago, I played them on the money line to be San Francisco. And it, so they, they do win in those weird spots. You're so right about that room, and they're certainly motivated. And, and then when you think about, I'm sorry, but when you think about the Ravens, they just won like, a, you know, two or three games in a row, whatever, I think two games in a row. And they've won with margin, and they can kind of come in a little fat and happy in this one. So go ahead, Ron. Yeah, and, and, and I just want to mention, you know, the Eagles here. This is a team that they've just been injured. They've just been banged up all year. And, and they don't it's seem been to get years, much. years at this years, point. you know. I mean, since, since that run... You know, let me just read down the injury report as of Tuesday tonight. Yeah, you know, we're we're broadcasting Tuesday here. Lane Johnson questionable left tackle. That's the guy you pay big money to. Deshaun Jackson. I haven't seen him in the Eagles jersey all year. Basically, mm. uh, uh, you got Alshon Jeffries. You know, out again this week. I haven't right. really seen him. And then you got Darius Slay. Questionable. Oh, questionable. So I was thinking though, Slay plays. Maybe he tries to just take out Andrews. I'll tell you why I don't think. Eh, and see, see, this is why I don't think Slay really matters too much here. And, and this is why I think this is one of those tricky spots for Philadelphia. I do want to kind of. I don't want to deep dive in, but let me just get here on this Philly defense. This Philly defense for Lamar might be tricky. This is an athletic defense on Philly. You got Ingram, uh, Graham on the outside. And then you got Cox in the middle, kind of stuff in that middle. You know what I'm saying? So if they can get good reps, quality reps throughout the game, nice this could forward. be a, a tricky type of front seven here for yeah. Lamar Jackson. And now, you know, just I, I, I just don't want Lamar. I, we're catching seven with Philly. I don't, I don't want Lamar Jackson, you know, late in the third, late in the fourth, expecting him to cover me at seven, you know, up three or up four. Yeah. You know, that's not necessarily what I want. He's, you know, he's a guy that gets in third name, kind of gets fluttered if he doesn't have a direct read. He's a half-field-type quarterback. I've mentioned this the entire time. For sure. I love him. He's ecstatic. But, uh, yeah, this could be a tricky spot here for, for, here for uh, Baltimore. Gotcha. All right, uh, Salma, you, you already you went on this one, right? Yeah, I love the Ravens. All right, so Ravens 71-63 and 3 non-division games uh, under John Harbaugh, uh 7 oh, 67-58 and 5 against the spread after a win. Eagles 27 and 22 against the spread non-division games. They all they seem to play well outside that that stinky division. Whatever it is. So next game Browns at Steelers. Steelers favored about 3 and a half. Total is 51. I'll start with me. Um, I, I like the Steelers in this spot. Um, I'm not high on the Browns. While I think they have a pretty good defense, um, I think the Steelers have the best defense in the NFL. And I think that um, it's going to be tough for um, your boy to, to uh, throw the, the ball and Baker Mayfield. And um, I just I just see him, like, kind of getting behind the eight ball in this one. I definitely think I will – I definitely think I am going to play the first half with the Steelers. Uh, I'll probably get it down to minus one and a half for the first half. I think that the Browns are just pretty much going to be playing keep up in this game. Like, they're a run first team. Uh, you're missing your starting running back. Um, and I, I just think the Steelers, while they're high variance, I do like them much more at home than I do on the road. So, I'm, I'm, uh, um, I'll, I'll take the points here with the Steelers, three and a half. Rome, you feel, you feel differently? I uh, don't necessarily feel differently. I, I, this is kind of a stay away from me yeah. here. But I, I just want to make it be known for anybody that does want to bet this game. These are two teams. You, how about this? If, if you are betting this game and you, and, you, and you lean Browns here, take a step back and just say, am I about to put my money on the Cleveland Browns? All right? Seriously. And then if you, if you lean Steelers in the spot, take a step back and think about, how the Steelers got touchdowns and points last week. They got it from a rookie in Claypool who caught, what, three touchdowns? Four. Four touchdowns. Oh, I thought three ran one. Who cares? So, yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous, <laughs> all right? It was a complete professional defensive breakdown on the behalf of the Philadelphia Eagles. So I don't think you need to get too high on a Pittsburgh Steelers team with Ben Roethlisberger, Otis Dirt, Back there, you know, you know, at, at quarterback, dealing and wheeling as he always is. Yeah. He's good as Philip Rivers for a pick these days. All right, so you know, just be cognizant of, of of your of your side here. This is a complete stay away from me here for both reasons. You can't trust Baker in this spot, but you also, you know, this is a, this is a Steelers team that really hasn't gone up against competent competition. And then you got to also you got a perfect spot for him here against the Browns, who who. 
could either shit the bed on you or they could show up and be, you know, the Browns that we've been expecting for two years. This is a complete stay away from me here. Speaking of the last two years, Browns, six and six is a road dog, seven and seven division games, eight and eight against the spread after a win. Uh, so very mediocre from that standpoint. Go ahead, Ron. I'm sorry to come back here on the Browns, but let me just give Kevin Stefanski some love here. I mean, this guy has pulled up in Cleveland. He's a hell of a coach. He's doing he's, the right he, thing. He's doing the right thing. He's handing the ball off to his two work cows. We understand Nick Chubb is out now. Kareem Hunt has, though, uh, stepped up in that position. He understands that he has Trader on the right side. He has Conklin on the right side. And those right guard and that right tackle, that's the best right side of the offensive line in football. And, and you guys just need to understand it. I mean, I understand you guys might not watch the X and O's and whatnot. I'm telling you from all 22 angles, I watched the film. This is the best offensive line on the right side in pro football. If they hand the ball off to him and they don't let Baker Mayfield throw the ball more than 31 times a game, this is an offense that can excel. You got wide receivers and playmakers on the outside. You just can't let the quarterback make too many decisions with this offense. That's incredible to say in a 2020 uh, football but, but Kevin Stefanski obviously knows how to how to uh, coach that football team there in, in Cleveland. Yeah, and before you go, Sam, I will say live, if you a uh, live bet, um, if the Browns are ahead, I will probably think the Browns are going to win, um, especially at that first half. If the Steelers are ahead, I think the Steelers are going to win after that first half, um, especially if the margin is over three. And so. that is the perks of online betting. I know a lot of you guys are running up to Capital One to place bets <laughs> and whatnot. I mean, that's fine, but... You know, you got to understand that the, the purpose and the information behind hedging and in-game betting and how that is an advantage to you as the better. Truly. Salman, how do you feel about this one? Uh, I don't have too much. Definitely a stay away from me as well. I uh, just want to add that this is going to be a good game to watch. I think this is a very informative game because both of these teams to me are just seem like I don't know if they're for real or not. So I think this is a possibly, you know, who is maybe – the competition for the Ravens in the division, because um, obviously it's going to eventually come down to that. So stay away from me, but definitely going to watch this game. On All Sunday. right, and Steelers are 51-46-1 and one against the spread as a home fave under Mike Tomlin, uh, 44-34-4 and four against the spread division games. Next game, Bears at Panthers. Panthers, sneaky good right now. Panthers favored by three. Total is 45. Sound, man, I'm right back to you. How do you feel about it? Uh, I'm going to lean Panthers here just because I'm sitting by two Panthers fans. I haven't really watched too much of you guys. Yeah, me either, bro. Um, <laughs> but I have randomly seen enough of the Bears, and I've, I've been saying that I don't believe in the Bears. Um, I was definitely wrong last week when I went with the, uh, the Bucks to handily beat them, but they somehow won, um, but I'm just going to go with you guys' team down here um, at the crib. I do remember just seeing Teddy. Every time I see something, I just see Teddy doing some dance moves on some people, and I'm just going to just I'm gonna lean with the Panthers here. I, I got nothing, but I'm just going to go with the Panthers here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to also lean with the Panthers here. Uh, not for much reason, though. It was about to be a stay away, very close to being a stay away. Yeah. I figure it's another one um, I will have to stay away from. But I think the Panthers, what it comes down to, Rome's talk about it, coaching. I think the Panthers have better coaching, uh, offense and defense inside of the ball. Matt, uh, Matt Nagy, I think he's a good offensive mind. I'm not sure, like, as far as head coaching, like, he's, you know, that guy and Chuck Pagano, I've been talking about it for at least a year now. Not a defensive coordinator, not a defensive guy at all. And he's a Chicago's defensive coordinator, and they have been regressing since he's been in that position. So I'll lean with the Panthers just from a coaching standpoint. Rome, how do you feel? Uh, Panthers fan here. Just want to let you guys know, uh, I usually stay away from the Panthers. Yeah. All, all week, all year, whatever the spot is, it really doesn't matter to me for the Panthers. But I do want to make some comments as far as the Panthers. The Panthers coaching staff has has, has, uh, has shown to be competent here. You know, you got Matt Rule coming from college ranks. Bill Snow coming as well. You know, you get question Snow, marks coming Snow's in this season. Snow's a big deal. Snow's a right? big deal. So, uh, you know, you got uh, offense coordinator uh, Brady, uh, old boy that came from LSU last year. That was, right. that was uh, basically in charge. He was the offense coordinator, but he was in charge of the passing coordinating game in LSU that obviously is showing to be, uh, you know, Quite, quite the impact there. LSU right, yeah, is yeah. a, you know, regress this year. Uh, you know, not to get you know deep dive in that, but the Panthers' coaching staff has shown to be competent. That's that's my point being here. And so you look for that in rookie coaching staffs. You know, you, you question can they coach from the college level? Can that translate from the college level to the professional level? 
And so, you know, we've seen that to be confident here. But I, I, I want to make sure that, that we're paying attention here to the spots, all right? Last week was a spot against the Arizona Cardinals. We still don't know who the Cardinals are. They beat the Jets this past week. Let's not get too happy, all right? The Cardinals have not beaten anybody good, all right? We'll go back to the spot before that, all right? Who did the Panthers beat? Spot before the Jets, Panthers, eh. All right, cool. We see. They beat know. the Chargers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The Chargers, they lose consistently in close games. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't, we don't, you don't, you said you, this is a stay away though, right? Is it a lean? This is a stay away. So, yeah, let's, let's move For sure. On. But, 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 but let, let me make it, make this point clear. This is a teaser spot for the Bears. I think the Bears here cheesed up 10 is a sneaky cover off the back door because I don't think Carolina can necessarily get, get margin. Hold on, hold on. All yep. right. Don't, yep, yep, yep. Are yep, we yep. giving out a teaser on a back door? Are you hoping for a back door teaser no, play? No, 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 Come no. on. Come I, on. this? I'll, I'll, I'll lean Bears here. I'll lean Bears in this sense. I, 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 I just want to be confident that, that we're understanding that, go. you know, we're – we like the Panthers, all right? We you know, like the Panthers. They're the sexy pick in the past two or three weeks. No, but we're all leaning. No one likes the Panthers here. No one likes. No, we're, no, we're not standing on like. All right. It's well, all leans, and it's a stay away from you. Well, I'll right. tell you what a like would be on the teaser play. It would be the Bears. I am definitely for sure teasing the Bears up to nine and a half this week from three. <laughs> That's a six and a half point I know, teaser. I totally get it, but not for a backdoor cover. You just think they'll stay in the game. No, I simply think they'll stay in the game because oh, I don't yeah, think the yeah, Panthers yeah. can get necessarily no, margin. I, I totally here. get that, but let's not give out a teaser, potential teaser play, and, you know, bring out the backdoor. Yeah, like, nah, I'm, nah, I'm, nah. I'm, 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 I'm two-leg two teaser. I'm two-leg teaser at minus 120. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So I love, that I, right there. I and, love a teaser, and I love a backdoor cover regularly, but not on a teaser. Like, no, okay. I don't want the backdoor. But That's although fair. I did get one last night with the Saints, fucking That's assholes. Fair. So, I, no, no, let's just. They cover. What you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, barely. Yeah, yeah. One, one and a half. Anyway. Lions at Jaguars. Lions favored by three. Totals 54 and a half. Sound man, how do you feel about this one? Um, I don't I don't know how to feel about this. Two terrible teams for me. Um, I don't know why the Lions, I mean, yeah, I don't know why the Lions are favored, but the Jags also lost four straight. So it's just like, this is just a, a battle of terrible teams. If I didn't use my stayaways elsewhere, I would stay away from this. But I might just, I might just go with Minshew. I'm, I'm gonna lean Jags here just because I'm going with Minshew, man. I've got, I've got nothing for this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna lean Lions. Um, I, I, I like the Jaguars last week in the spot that they were in. They, they were in a game uh for a while, but uh injuries piling up there, and um they're just overall, you know, DJ Chark. Just overall, they're just not that good of a team. And um, I'm, I'm just rock with the Lions. They got a little more, you know, firepower offensively. So I, I, I'll lean with the Lions minus three. Rome, what do you think? Uh, leaning, leaning Jags here. Uh, leaning Jags simply because I know the Jags can bring on offense. I know they can pull up. DJ Chark comes back last week. They put up points in Houston. They just couldn't, they could, just couldn't stop anybody. I mean, Deshaun Watson, we watched him go off at home. But I think the Jags team, we've watched them. You know, put up 34 at home against an Indianapolis team that we think is a top three defense thus far. And so I, I like the Jags in this position right here. You know, you're catching three at home. Uh, Lions, they have to show up and they have to control the ball. We watch the Lions fumble these positions each and every weekend. I think if the Lions are up early here, I'm loving my position. I think if the Lions are up late here, I'm still loving my position because I still got Gardner Minshew and a guy who, who, who can necessarily, you know, he can sling that ball. You know, with his, whether it's quarter one or quarter four, he's, he's still showing up. He's still making those throws down the field. So, yeah, so I, like, sure. I like the Jaguars. For sure. Uh, Minshew continues to sling that thing. I, I love Minshew. I've taken it over in his passing yards a couple of times. But um, I did want to point out Jaguars, 2-10 and 10 against the spread versus the NFC under Doug Marone. Uh, Lions, though, um, <laughs> 9-14-3 three against the spread as Roll fave under with Matt Stafford as a quarterback. So, Definitely two terrible teams, but um, I guess we'll see how it goes. The battle of the uh, shitheads, I guess. Broncos at Patriots. Right now, there's no line, so gentlemen, we'll skip over that game. But, um, you know, what can you do? COVID is alive and well. Uh, Cardi drop. 
Um, Jets at Dolphins. Dolphins favored by eight and a half, coming off a big win. Jets freshly just released Le'Veon Bell uh, within the last couple hours. Total is 47 and a half. Rome, how do you feel about this one? I really have nothing for this. I think I'd lean Jets, if anything, but I have nothing here. Yeah, this is my second stay away. Sound man, what do you got? I did actually lean Jets <laughs> here. Um, Dolphin, eight and a half is a lot. Eight and a half is very much so a lot. They just came off a really big win. Probably one of their biggest wins in a very long time. We love to use the phrase fat and happy on this uh, podcast. So yes, I definitely sir. think they're coming in here fat and happy. So, um, Jets, I mean, you, you got to get one. This might not be one, but like eight and a half yet again for the Dolphins. You just dropped 43, I don't think. Um, go, go Jets. Divisional game. Looked at both the games last year as well. They're very close, so. Leaning, leaning Jets. Leaning Jets. All right. And Dolphins, uh, five and three against the spread. Uh, division games um, under, what's the guy's name? Brian Flores. So, wanted to point that out. Jets, two and five. Oh, two and five is a road dog under Adam Gase. I usually have Sam Darnold stats, but he might not play this week. I don't think no, so. I think we're expecting Flacco. Flacco. Week. Oh, Flacco. Yeah, Flacco. Just get it to Crowder, buddy. Uh, Packers at Bowden. <laughs> Did I, did I go on out? I was stay away from you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Packers at Bucks. Packers favored by one. Um, totals 51 and a Big half. Game. Pretty Big high. Game. Big game. Hell of a game here. Come on. The OGs, the champions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Rome, what do you think about this one? Uh, going to lean Bucks here. Uh, I think this is a game in which it's a, it, it, if it comes down to time of possession, if it comes down to pace of play and quality of play, I think the Buccaneers have a, have a position here with a more athletic defense in a spot in which the Packers are going to have to throw the ball. I mean, I, I love Devontae Adams here in this spot if he comes back and he plays for Rodgers. But, you know, you know, I also think Rodgers is, is a top-three quarterback. But I think here, if the Buccaneers can control pace of play and they can control the line of scrimmage, which I think they have the better offensive line, the better defensive front seven here, I think they can control this game. They get the, they get the home field advantage here down there in Florida. You know, you got the Wisconsin team traveling down. And, and I just look for a good spot here. You're catching one and a half at home. If you're the Bucks, that's a hell of a teaser play right there. If, if you want to sure. tease them up to seven and a half right there off the six and a half point teaser. But 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 the Bucks here, I, they, they would be my play for sure. I, I love Aaron Rodgers and what he does here. But to put marching a victory on the road here would definitely be a question for me. Yeah, I'll go with me next. I I I, uh, I like the Packers in this spot, the minus one. Um, I think the Bucks are still like kind of just figuring figuring it out. I mean, obviously though, they probably feel like they need to win, but in a not not so great division. I mean, the you know everybody's tied at three and two in the NFC South right now. It looks like except the Falcons, of course. But um, I think I think the Packers, you know, I mean, uh, they have just even they're coming off a bye, so they got enough time to rest as well. Um, so I think, you know, maybe they'll come out. I think I got the better coach here personally. Um, and then I think I maybe have, I have the more dynamic quarterback, the guy who can get out the pocket and make a couple of things happen and not have to be on so on schedule with, you know, the timing of the routes and everything. So, um, I'll, I'll go with, I'll go with the Packers just from a standpoint that they could make some things happen. Um, even, you know, even if, even if they're down 10 at the half, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you feel pretty pretty confident in both teams maybe able to make a comeback but i feel a little better with um aaron Rodgers and against a, a brady team you know with without bill belichick as the head coach but salman how do you feel staying away from this um because nah, i have two and this is the second All one right. uh, but i want to point out though game of the week um uh, for fox Brady, I mean not Brady. Brady, actually I can't talk about Brady. Lost bad one prime time. I keep talking about how he's losing at prime time. I don't think he wants to continue this. Owen two when the world's watching so far. This is another second four o'clock game for him. That's America's game. So anxious to see how he plays as well as seeing these Packers off a of bye. I watch. Are it. you are you gonna give the something's got to give stat because it's you know. I mean, my something we got to give is that Brady coming off of this embarrassment as well as Aaron Rodgers. Off the bye. I watch Aaron Rodgers on Tuesdays. I'm not going to say the show because you don't want me to talk about people's shows. But I watch him every Tuesday. He's in a great headspace. They're undefeated. So it's just, you know, for me, I just can't. I can't do it. Right. I'll give the sound, man. Something's got to give stat. Uh, <laughs> the Bucks are number one in opponents rushing yards per game, allowing a little under 59 yards rushing yards per game, while the Packers are number three 
in uh well the Packers are number five in rushing yards per game, over mm-hmm. averaging over is the 150 game, yeah. yards rushing per game. Mm-hmm. Um uh Rome already went. I like Packers. Okay, so let me give out some stats. Uh Bruce Arians as a head coach, 15, 19, and two against the spread as a home fave. Um, you know, the Bucks won six and two as a home team since 2019. Uh, obviously, you know, Brady wasn't with all of that, but Packers 59, 49 and one is a road team, um, under Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, this would be a good one though. I will definitely be tuned in Rams at 49ers Sunday night football. Oh, we actually got two more games after this. I got, I didn't think about. So, uh, 40 Rams favorite by three totals, 49. I'll start with me. I like the Rams in this spot. Uh, I love when the Rams get to two and a half to three. I think the 49ers are bad this year. Uh, they have a cornerback that's awful. He, you know, he can't like he literally just can't guard. They bought him all the practice squad. Sherman's not playing right now. No Bosa. It is not intimidating. So um, I, I just think that you know this team. You know, we see those uh, Super Bowl losers with those hangovers. I just think the Rams are going to keep rocking and rolling here, and uh, they got some revenge out for those those L's they took last year as well. So, um, yeah, I like the Rams minus three. Rome, how do you feel? Yep, definitely like the Rams here. Lean Rams here, though, because I definitely have a play on the Rams, and it doesn't necessarily uh, expose you to too much on the Rams' defense here. Okay. The Rams play on the Rams' total team over. I think the Rams will be able to score points here against the 49ers here in this spot, and you don't have to worry about them winning. All right, so so if they if they do win this game, they're gonna have to score points. And if they want to be competitive in this game, they're gonna have to score points. So the Rams here in this spot, you you know you, you don't never necessarily want to lay three on the road in division. So so you get them in a spot in which you can play the total team points over. You don't have to play the defense. You don't have to worry about that. And if the defense sucks, you got golf throwing the ball. You got them slinging for maybe some garbage touchdowns and maybe some points to go over here. Yeah. So so that's my Rams play, and I don't have too much else in this game. All right, Salmon. Um, Love the 49ers here. Um, might just be the fan to me. Obviously, I've always liked the 49ers since last year. Glaring stat to me about the Rams. Um, all their wins came against what we are saying is the worst division in football, which is the NFC East. Mm. Um, so you're 4-1. and one. Um, You lost to the Bills. Um, now you got to play these Niners. I think for the Niners... This is a sadly must-win situation for them in week six. Um, You look in their division, they're in last place. Um, Probably don't think the Cardinals can withstand. It's obviously Seattle at the top. Rams are back to form. Um, So I think just maybe stay in the runnings for your division. I think you understand that you have to win this game. We do have an expanded playoff spot. So you maybe can get maybe the seventh wild card spot. But um, obviously they've been super banged up. I think they thought just because... You know, they had a lot of talent. They could maybe get through it, but obviously they've been taking some bad L's. Um, Jimmy got pulled last week. Um, he doesn't look healthy. At all. I think, you know, you haven't won at home. This is your fourth home game. So I think, you know, let's finally get a win at home. Backs against the wall. I think the Rams are, you know, they look, like I said, beat my whole division already in five weeks. So it's like, you know, is this 4-1 really, really against the worst division in football? I love the Rams, uh, the Niners here. All right, so that's a like for you on the 49ers. Love them. All right, so 49ers, 5-11-1 against the spread as a home fave under Kyle Shanahan. 7-11-1 uh, as division games under Shanahan. 12-13-1 um, after a loss. Uh, uh, Rams twelve and eight is a roll fave under McVay. Eleven six and one division games, so all against the spread, of course. Uh, if you're wondering out there, Chiefs at Bills first Monday Night Football game. Uh, it's on your first sheet, gentlemen. Uh, no real, no real number out there. I kind of found Chiefs minus three. If you, you know, because this line's gonna open at Chiefs minus four. Okay. Um, and what point would you do? What would you do with that, Ron? Uh, I at this point, we watch what Allen did tonight. We we filmed this on Tuesday. We just watched what Allen did in Tennessee. I'm yeah. not necessarily ready <laughs> to, you know take right. take four with the bill. And this is a Chiefs offense. Like I go back to saying, this is an offense is the best that we've seen in our entire lifetime. I don't gamble against it. I either gamble with it or stay away. Right. So. You know, I, I wouldn't after watching what Allen did and throwing two picks and just being careless with the ball, looking like classic Josh Allen yeah. from last year. 
who is my guy, you know, but this guy can't continue to throw the ball into the other team's pockets. And so you do that against the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, you know, can easily capitalize on that. You know, I would love the Chiefs in this spot if this line opens at four or three and a half or less. Yeah, I, I like the Chiefs in this spot as well. Coming off of L, you got the best quarterback, best offense we've seen. You're right, Ron, from that standpoint. Um, I do worry about him always just trying to get that big shot. Sometimes you got to just take what's there, buddy. But um, Chiefs, explosive offense. Um, Bills, they don't, you know, defensively, they're not – they're not all that. Like they get, you know, they're they're good against the run, but the pass, they're they're 29th in the league, and so I think the Chiefs come out chip on their shoulder off a loss. So um, and they're five and three out their loss uh, under uh, with Mahomes as the quarterback. Sam, man, what do you think? Uh, same mindset as both of you guys. Um, I would I would like the Chiefs here solely because, like you said, a terrible loss last week. I think Mahomes thinks it's his fault. Um, and they score like 35. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, like, you put you know up points mean? and, you know, your pick ultimately did y'all in. Um, and again, watching my Bills tonight, I just, you know, wasn't convinced. It was a bad outing for them. Maybe all the, the time off was was bad. But then you got to, you know, consider, you know, they about to, they just played on Tuesday and now they about to play. Well, no, you said they're playing on Monday, so never mind. Yeah, that's, Monday. that's six days. That's fine. Nonetheless, I think the Chiefs just come in motivated off a of bad L. So I, I love the Chiefs here. All right, Chiefs across the board. Cardinals, uh, second Monday night football game. Cardinals at Cowboys. Cardinals favor about two and a half. The total is 53. I'll start with me. I'm like, I'm a lean to Cardinals in this spot. Only leaning from the simple standpoint that I don't like to keep betting on, um, you know, these young quarterbacks on the road. You know, they still got some things to kind of, you know, some lumps to get over, and I know that they're coming. So, um, yeah, but I, I only lean to Cow- uh, the Cardinals in this spot. Minus two and a half. Uh, I just think they're the better team. Seven, two, and two against the spread as a road team with um, Kyler as a quarterback in Kingsbury. So I think they'll do well in this this spot. And um, that defense is horrible in Dallas. So, uh, Salman, what do you think? Yeah, the defense is definitely horrible in Dallas. I can see my guy Kyler going nuts down there. But I also can see the Cowboys just winning a Cowboy game. Um, <laughs> if I had a third stay away, I'd use it here. Um, the uh, NFC East fan in me is, you know, wants me to bet the again. The fans fan. Yeah, the NFC East in me wants the Cowboys to lose and wants me to go with the Cardinals. But for some reason, I just think the Cowboys are going to have the Red Rocket win this game for them. Um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be something to see, though, if they play their games like they have been and they go down early, can Andy Dalton bring you back into the game? And I think that will be the deciding factor for this game. And since I just said that out loud, I think I'm going to lean cards for this one. All right, Rome, before we get into your actual, how you feel about this one, so uh, what, would, what would the spread be with Dak in the lineup? Uh... See, this is what's tricky here. The look ahead, <laughs> the look ahead was two and a half. And the line now is two and a half. Right. So Dak Prescott isn't worth anything on that uh, line? I, I think the look ahead may have been um, already, like, um, factored into the 4, the 4 p.m. game, like, already kind of popped off. So uh, they pro- they may have already factored in the, the Dak injury. Okay. Well, <laughs> I just want to be cognizant that that we're we're not getting we're getting the best backup quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, do we but, not but, do we not agree? I, no, I totally agree. But so, before you get into that, uh, what, what would the line be with Dak? Oh, with Dak, I'd say you know I'd say this line is minus three and a half, maybe three for Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. Okay, so what? Yeah, and the line is we're getting two and a half right with now, the Cardinals, Cowboys. right? So, oh whoa 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 sorry sorry. If this line is with Dak, this line is, mm, mm. It, I closing, because I think it closes at Pickham. If, if yeah, Dak. not closing this on Tuesday right now. On so. Tuesday right now with Dak, I think this line is. I think this line is Pickham. I think okay. this line opens at Pickham. And how, so, how, how much do you think that Dak is worth compared to Anthony Dal- and Andy Dalton right? In this spot. I think Dak is worth at least a point and a half. I think Dak is worth a point on regular instances. I think in this spot right here, uh, I think he's worth a point and a half. The week prior, so we've had no preseason. So yep. Andy Dalton has not gotten those regular backup reps. Right, right. So so now he's actually throwing to the fire legitimately. And I mean, throwing got, to the ones, yep. Correct. So 
I think that has to be compensated for something as well as the regular, you know, Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott is worth a point as right. far as in terms of differential points made, plays that he can make. Dak Prescott is a guy who can make plays within the 10-yard line with his, with his feet. For sure. So this that that is that has been chopped away, you know, now with, with Dalton. Up. Not not in that sense, but <laughs> you know, with Dalton here in this sense of you know, that you just don't have those variety of, of ways to score. And and so I know that that seems like a lot maybe one to have for Dak Prescott, but he, he he is the thing that makes this thing go down there in Dallas. So I think that I think that's fair. Yeah, I um I, I agree with you from that standpoint. I think I think he's more more than a little than a point and a half. Um, especially considering that they their offensive line isn't as good as it has been in the past. And right. Andy Dalton playing with the offense that offensive line last year led him to the you know the worst record in the league. So I think that um I think that I, I'll maybe I'll maybe give I'll give Dak at least three three and a half. Um, but that defense is awful, um, and I think the Cardinals, uh, you know, will you know can take advantage vertically. Um, it the film though, my film guys, I don't watch as much film as Rome. I did last year, but I, I don't have enough time anymore. <laughs> um, but you know, they're, they're telling me that guys are trying to just take away that middle of the field for, um, well, rather they're, they're taking away the outside guys for uh, Murray, so he has to throw to the middle of the field, which he can't see as well. As he does those outside points, so. I don't think that's an issue. I will tell you why that's not an issue because at the end of the day, you still got to play complete field coverage. So you can't just you you can't hinder your coverage to outside receivers. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally yeah, get at you. At that point, you're just you're playing flat. At, at that point, you're asking your cornerbacks to play flat coverage, and at that point, it's just an easy picking on the safeties, which is an easier read for the quarterback at that position. Now they can see the safeties easier than they can see the corners. And if you know if you can see the safeties easier than you can see the corners. You understand the corners are obviously in the flats, which right. is the reason that they would be at the same time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so. his own coverage thing, but I mean, I um, you know, it's something that maybe maybe some take a look at that. Maybe one of the losses, though, not a win. Take for a look sure. at one of his and, losses. And, and it goes back to last week when I made that point. You know, Calvin Murray two weeks ago he had twenty four receptions for one hundred and fifty three yards passing. That's 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 not efficient. Professional, football. yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned you, you, you were kind of down yards. on him last week. You were kind of yeah. down on him last and week. So, this week, you know, a lot of the same. He, I think he has a much higher ceiling than, than uh Baker Mayfield, but but he needs those same sort of Drew Brees six foot under type of passing lanes to excel, right? Uh, I think one thing we should look up, and I'll, I'll try to look up when was the last devastating injury? When was when was the guy that was just like, oh my god, like a guy just got you know crazy hurt. How, how do they perform that next week? Is there any motivation behind, like, we want to go play for Dak so, you know, he can see, like, we still hit? Because, that's you know, that's something I know at. that I would do. Like, if my, one of my guys got hurt, like, I'm coming out that next week and I'm playing so much harder I mean, for you them. You got the best backup quarterback in professional football. You got an eight-year starter in Andy Dalton. This isn't some scrub off the bench. This is some guy who's not used to reps, all right? This is a guy who used to taking first-team reps. He's going to take him for the rest of the year in the Cowboys. And, and, this is, you know, this is a tricky spot. I know to like it, but I, I wouldn't be too too ashamed of putting some money down on the Cowboys' future here in the NFC. It's a very weak division. Yeah, they're actually Catching still favored to win the division. So this is a good is spot, I would say, to take the Cowboys there. All right, so tease me picks, guys. Um, a lot of those this I, week, actually. Nah, just give us two, baby. Give us two. Well, how, give about, us two. how about the one that I tried to give out as a regular? Oh, was that the bear? Who was that? That, the was, the, yeah, that was the bears. How about this? Carolina, six, though. Six, not seven. Six. No, I, I do six points. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're just giving six. We do six. I mean, if the line is three, I don't mind teasing up to nine. Catching the Bears at nine, that's fine. That's not such a key point for me at nine. I love my eight and a half, so that's really the key number right yep. there. Nine is the push. Uh, love the Bears at plus nine, teasing them up here against the Panthers. The Panthers, we've seen them. We've seen them come out against the Cardinals and the Falcons in the past two weeks. Both teams we aren't really too much impressed with in the Cardinals and the Falcons' defense. The Bears' offense, we understand what they are. They can't get it going, but we see the talent on defense, and we see that they can show up in big spots. All right, uh, here, acts of nine. I think Nick Foles comes out a better, bit more in tune. After last week's win, one-point win at home, you know, they come out a little bit better in tune. And like I said, these are two teams that really can't get margin. They aren't too 
spectacular the Panthers aren't without Christian McCaffrey on offense. Love teasing the Bears up to nine here from three. All right. Uh, is that, that was two, right? What was the, what was the second pick? I need oh. two picks. Uh, second pick. Uh, I'll also tease. Uh, can you come back and middle that second pick? Sure thing. So I'll go with me. I'm going to go with the uh, it was a minus three to the plus three. I will go. <laughs> You're crossing that line of zero, huh? Yeah, I am. I'm crossing that line of and, zero. And so we we want to explain to the viewer here that, that he's loving a team so much at minus three that he's willing to cross the line of zero, giving up an entire point to take them at plus three here exactly. at, at basically uh, uh, minus 200 if he takes the straight. Yep. So I am taking the Chiefs plus three for my teaser and give me the <laughs> uh, – Give me the it's so little games on the board now. Give me the Bucks uh, plus the seven. And I'm ready here for my second teaser pick. I'll take the Browns and I'll tease them up from three and a half. I'll tease them up to nine and a half. I love the Browns at nine and a half against the Steelers. Like again, same issue uh, with the Steelers and the Panthers. I don't see this as a team that can get margin of victory here. Before last week, and Claypool and this rookie from Notre Dame goes off for four touchdowns. Their their margin of victory is worth ten points. So uh, taking the taking the Browns here at nine with the, with the best offensive line on the right side and pro football that I like here. I, I like the Browns here. Tease them up to nine and a half. Sound man, tease me pick. Uh, just going off the last game that I was talking about, I think the Cowboys can possibly get a Cowboy win. So I'm going to tease them up to, I believe, plus eight and a half. And just going to tease these Ravens down to minus two. Beat these Eagles by. Uh, it'll be minus one. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong thing. My bad. I'll take minus one, too, as well. That's fine. All right. And best bets. This is Omatic, a.k.a. Salman, and these are the best bets for the week. Before we get into this week's best bets, we have a teaser pick from our friend in Paris. He is teasing the Bears up to plus eight and a half, and he likes the Ravens minus two. His best bets for the week are the Packers minus one, the Rams minus three, and the Eagles total under 21 and a half points. Our friend in Rome's best bets is the over for the Falcons. He likes the Jaguars plus three and a half. And he likes the Chiefs minus three and a half. Keese's best bets are the Bengals first quarter plus three. And he likes the Dolphins first half minus five. P's best bets are the Washington football team plus three. The Steelers, minus three. And he likes the under between the Texans and the Titans of 54 points. This week's Soundman special. This is very biased of me. But I'm going with the Washington football team against the winless New York football giants. <laughs> 